This episode of the Golf Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you get a risk-free bet for up to 500 bucks. Terms and conditions do apply, so go get the details over at wynnbet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by Coors Light. When you're sweating out your bets, remember to take some time and chill and grab the perfect cold refreshment, Coors Light. And we're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is home to the Best Ball Mania 2 contest, where you can win a million dollars. That's right, a million dollars. So go sign up today at underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. All right, welcome back, DGENs. It's the DFS and betting show for the Colonial, the Charles Schwab Challenge, the mouthful tournament. Uh, it's myself, Boston Capper, the god of golf himself, Steve Shermer. Are you ready, baby? Uh, it's it's after major week. We got to stay sharp. We got to keep making the money. Are we ready? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I scoured the books again, trying to see if they hung any uh, rounds, you know, lines that were just really bad. Uh, maybe I was too scared to uh, put those out because I didn't see any, and I didn't really see a whole lot anyways. I think they're really late rolling out a lot of stuff this week. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's it's uh, it's slim pickings out there. Uh, I mean, it took me. I had to go to three different books to find four matchups that I liked, and uh, it's kind of a stretch for like two of them. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll talk about that uh, at the end of the show. It's uh. I think maybe they got their asses hands to them last week. I think maybe they had some fill liability tickets. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how. Like even if they like, there's no way. There's no way they got crushed with Phil winning. Like, well, no. I mean, I I think if it probably the public started betting Phil heavily live. That's my guess. Just because, yeah. like, like, like stupid, pe- like stupid people. They're like, oh, <laughs> Phil's Phil's gonna win. Like, I got a ticket. I mean, those those stupid people cash tickets. <laughs> they did. <And> stupid <laughs> people sometimes win. Right. So. Yeah, we'll talk about the betting card later. It's, uh, it's, you know, it's it's meh. But we'll talk about DFS first. We'll talk about strategies and everything. So, so I talked a lot about on Sunday. Yeah, I gave some comp courses. You know, I kind of tinkered with a couple things. I'll I'll let Boston Capper kind of start first as far as where is his head at before we dive into the DFS slate and the betting card. Yeah, so I mean, it's kind of like we talked about on Sunday, right? And we were texting this morning. Um, I don't know. I think it was like nine thirty when I was putting my model together because I did not want to work today. Um, <laughs> and so I was like, "Nope, this is what I'm doing today." Um, yeah, man, I really do think it's. I really do think it's about uh, iron play, obviously. Um, and those small greens, man. Um, what's funny is that last course you gave me, um, Sheeran, Jay Sean. Yeah. So what's Sorry. funny is that is is that that shook up that shook up the list a little bit, and I was like, "Ooh, I like that list better." But yeah. uh, I texted you. I was terrified with the guy who came out number one in my model. But it's the same thing. Yeah, I made a, a you know what ten percent putting whatever. Like, um, yeah, I man, just just accuracy. Um, and greens regulation, man. That's that's uh, that's what I'm trying to trying to hit. And I know everybody loves the DK scouting report, uh, or not the DK, the uh, the two K scouting report. Uh, those greens are hard to hold, uh, at least in the video game. Very very difficult. Uh, well, I mean, I, I think the rain might make it a little easier this week because it's 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 been pouring since last week. I mean, we were talking on the show about the uh, they recently had the NASCAR race over in Austin, and uh, if you saw the highlights of that, they couldn't see shit on that track. <laughs> And yeah. uh, it's it's continued to rain ever since then. So this is going to be a really soft golf course. Uh, it's going to get a lot of wind on Thursday. Yeah. Uh, it's going to rain all day Friday. 
Um, weather kind of lays down a little bit on Saturday, but there, but then Sunday kind of the wind picks up again, might get a little more rain too. Like I, this might be a Monday finish, yeah. so we'll we'll see. And uh, Monday finishes usually leads to really uh, unexpected results. So, yeah. but I mean, I think, don't, don't you think a soft course is gonna is gonna just amplify like ball strikers, right? Being able yeah. to being able to just put it where they want it, not have to worry about it rolling out. Especially like if like if you said if it's rainy as it is and we're doing lift in fucking place, dude. Come on. Like Well, I mean I mean if the wind is up, it's gonna be challenging for everybody. I mean everybody on Thursday is gonna be scrambling. You know, yeah. it, it's it's gonna be a, a scrambling contest on Thursday, probably a little bit on Friday too. Maybe a little bit on Sunday. Saturday though it's gonna be a ball striking contest. Kind of like last week where yeah. it was really like just crap shit weather the first two days and then they took advantage of the course on saturday and then sunday you had the guys went out in the morning who took advantage and then the afternoon they got kind of it might be a little bit like i mean not as severe but in the morning on sunday it's supposed to be calm winds and then some wind in the afternoon so so that's something to watch out for uh you know maybe target your mutters you know the guys who tend to kind of you know get it done in not the most optimal conditions and i you know i'm I'm subtweeting basically one person. <laughs> we know who you're talking about. Yes. So I, so I kind of refined a little bit. I gave a cor- uh, list of like nine courses on Sunday. I kind of refined it a little bit just based on like I looked a little more into some of the courses. I, I got rid of Quail Hollow and Bay Hill. And I just look in more of those leaderboards, just like thinking about how that golf course plays. I don't really totally see it. But I added uh, Silverado out in Napa. That's another tree line golf course with some dog legs and uh, the green and regulation rate is a little higher there, but I'm thinking maybe with some of the softer conditions, guys might be able to hit, uh, you know, some more greens, but it's like, it's similar where it's like, it's, it's really hard to hit the fairway. There are guys are hitting uh, uh, the rough more. They're cutting dog legs. Uh, I also looked at the last five years of this tournament. And one thing I did know is, so I, I looked at where everybody ranked with all the strokes gain stats, you know, off the tee approach around the green putty. And then what they did with like driving accuracy, green regulation percentage, scrambling. A couple things stood out. Um, kind of what we talked about on Sunday, where this is becoming kind of a bomb and gouge golf course. You can kind of see it with how this leaderboard shapes up. Like for the last four years, like more and more guys who tend to be towards the top of the strokes gain off the tee list for the week have been in the top 10. So it's it, it's it, and I and I I kind of put myself in the shoes of these guys last year, where you know they basically hit over all the dog legs. They can do whatever they want, and I put myself in the shoes of them again. And I'm like, okay, well that strategy basically worked last year, like just not hitting for the bunkers, like counting dog legs. And I guess you're left with like three options off the tee. You can either a play it straight. You know, down the middle of the fairway towards the bunkers, trying to like, you know, keeping the fairway for a longer approach shot. You or you can hit over the dog leg, and there's basically three consequences either you bomb it over the dog leg, and then you have a wedge in it from the fairway. You do- bomb it over the dog leg, but you're in the rough and you cut off 30 yards off the hole, and you got 30 yards in, or you're behind a tree. And two of those options are still pretty good. I mean, one of them is the best option. You're hitting a wedge into a soft green. Right. Second one is even though you're in the rough, at least you have a clear shot to the green and you're probably at the same chance of hitting the green in regulation as you do if you're about 30, 40 yards in the middle of the fairway behind. Yep. And then the other one is just, well, I'm behind a tree. I can kind of just punch it close to the green, you know, get up and down for par. So I think that mentality, you know, like I think like once the genie's out of the bottle with this place, I don't think we're going back to just positional golf. I think it's going to be hit it as far as you can wherever it goes and 
you know, I, I look at it more of like, and that's not to say the shorter hitters can't contend here. This golf course hasn't changed, but it kind of opens up to, it's a concept of just like getting to the green regulation, no matter how you do it. Right. So whether it's off the tee, whether it's with your actually approach play. Um, and then another thing I noticed too, as far as while the strokes gain around the green number, like it's a little bit all over the place as far as like guys, like where they are scrambling in general, just getting up and down from off the green is one of the most important stats here. It's consistently high. Yeah. So just, you know, I like, I think I'm just like iron play. Um, I'm not going to discount a, a bomber. Like I I've heard a lot of podcasts this week saying, I'm just going to go for accuracy, short tacticians. And I think they're just missing, missing a it. big, they're missing a big pool of golfers who can do well here. Mm. And then just like, if I see you struggle around the green, like and get up and down, like, especially with that Thursday, like forecast and a little bit on Friday too. Like, like it's, you could get, you could put yourself out of it on Thursday pretty quick. If you just make a mess around the green. So I think that's at least important, at least, especially for a DFS lineup to make sure you get that six of six. Cause there's only 120 guys in this field. Yeah. If you don't get six of six, you're done. Yeah. You're done. It's just like last week. I mean, even if you got six to six throw, like, I mean, didn't mean shit. <laughs> I, I think I believe I had one six to six, not cash, which is fucking insane. Right. <laughs> so, all right. So, I mean, that's my general strategy. Why don't we go over where the ownership is? Yeah, it's, um, uh, it's pretty concentrated. <laughs> it's extremely concentrated. So, all right. So above $10,000, it's, it's mostly on two guys. Um, speed didn't start out with a whole lot of ownership at the end of the week that he has picked up a lot of steam. Yeah. Um, I think some of the, uh, Projection stat models are basically showing that he has positive EV compared to his outright price. I think guys are like, oh, well, I'm just going to bet big on him. Yeah. Uh, Morikawa is the big chalk in big this chalk. range because he finished second this in this range. Well, we'll talk about him. Um, it, it might be warranted, but we'll 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 discuss that you know in a little bit. Um, Nine thousand dollar range. It's really on three guys. It's on Abe Answer, who uh, my co-host uh, shamed me this morning when I tried to <laughs> talking myself into him. Uh, we'll discuss him a little bit. Corey Connors, who I did not shame you when you <laughs> you talked yourself into spoiler alert. Uh, and then Walking Neiman, he's been kind of popular with a couple circles. Uh, he's done. He has a top ten here a couple years ago. So yeah. uh, that's really it's in uh, eight thousand dollar range. It is two guys. Well, th- so there's one big guy up at the top, Charlie Hoffman. Yeah, who I have not heard a single person not name this week. <laughs> I know. And uh, we'll talk about him later. Uh, and then right at the bottom, the AK range, and then I'm, I'm going to lump Emiliano Grillo in this too because he's seven nine hundred bucks. It's five guys who are pretty popular. You okay. got Matt Wallace, you got Cam Tringali, you got Brian Harmon, Brant Snedeker, who's actually gained some steam. Ridiculous. Yep. Makes, and then Emiliano so Grillo. They're makes all between twelve and twenty percent. So yeah. it's it seems like everybody's pumping themselves into that range right there. Yeah. And then below that, uh, as far as guys who are double digits, you got. Uh, Chris Kirk, former winner, Colonial. You know, he looked pops well on the stat model, 18%. Uh, Harold Varner, the third, 15%. I guess just because he's a good ball striker, T to green. Yes, I don't know, man. Yeah, I, I think that's just the fantasy national effect. And then Kuchar, 10%. And that's it for double digits, eh, besides Rio. It's kind of weird. Yeah, Usually... it seems it seems like it's balance build week. It is. Where, like, you know, low nines and then, like, a couple of those low eight guys. Mm-hmm. And then they're just skipping pretty much everybody else. And then it's, it's kind of just spread out from there. Um, under $7,000, you got Tom Hoagie at 6.6%. And I'm going to ask my co-host, why is he popular? Is he, did he win here? No, I asked you this two weeks ago. Dude, I forget, man. Come on, okay. dude. 
TCU, Texas guy. Oh, from, from Fort Worth. I should I should know that. I should know oh, my Texas his home guys. tournament. I mean, I thought you know, it was from, it, it's, it's from Cargo, North Dakota. It's Kokrax tournament. He's the Texan, sir. He's the Texan. Yes, yes. Kokrax is the Texan. <laughs> uh, all right. Michael Thompson, 5%. I don't, know, I, I don't really know why. Adam Shank, 4.5%. He's playing okay lately. He's everybody's, play, he's everybody's binky for making did cuts. Did he play well at Byron Nelson, too? He did. He's yeah. actually he's, okay. he's, he's been making cuts because that's what yeah. he used to do all the time. There you go. Um, Nick Taylor, 6%. Did he get a podcast bump? I, I don't I don't get that. I, I don't either. Hey, let's, yeah, like I just don't. I don't. There must be it. some. I don't. Know, maybe someone made a Pebble Beach connection, and then they just said, "Oh, Nick Taylor." Okay. Yeah. We played okay uh, at the Wells. Dave McCarthy's four percent. He's really underpriced. He's been playing all right the last month, though. So I don't really hate that. And then the big shock is all the way down to sixty two hundred bucks. Vince Whaley. I don't. I, I don't understand it. I texted you about that this morning. We'll like, talk. We'll talk about it in the six thousand dollar range. I'll. I'll explain to everybody why he's chalk. But yeah, uh, but, I, but I don't give a shit. Like it's eight percent at sixty two hundred. There is there is no good outcome. That comes well, from. you know what? You know what? I mean, that makes sense. Everybody's gravitating to him. So like, if you have a bunch of guys who are chalk, like Hoffman, you have like all those guys from like eighty two to seventy nine. Yes. You have him. like a lot of guys in the nine thousand nine thousand dollar range chalk. You're probably really down to the felt right at the end, and then there's Vince Whaley and his T to green numbers that are really good. The last few tournaments, sitting right there at six thousand two hundred bucks. Yeah, I think I, that. I think that's why. I mean, I get it. I mean, what he hasn't missed a cut in two, four, six. He hasn't missed a cut in his last eight. Played good at Valero. So there yes. you go. I mean, yeah. God, dude. Uh, Which eight percent? Eight percent. But that gravy train has to end at some point, right? Good God, yeah, dude. I mean, that is terrifying. Eight percent at six thousand two hundred. That should scare everybody. Right. So, all right, that's it. Um, why don't we right. get to uh, the ranges? All right, let's get at it. All right, so uh, I think uh, why don't you go first on the uh, on the ten k kid kid? Let's go. All right, so I mean, so we got five guys. We got Jordan Spieth at eleven two. We got Justin Thomas at eleven. Kyle Morikawa at ten five. Patrick Reed at ten three. And Berger at ten. Um, I mean, let's start with Morikawa. I think. I mean, obviously, the reason why he's popular is because he finished second last year. He, he should have won that tournament. So maybe people are thinking, OK, well, I just want to go back to him again. I can kind of see how if it's really wet conditions and small greens, you can make the comparison to how we did at uh, Harbortown about a month ago, okay. where just an awesome ball striker with his irons is going to hit every green regulation and stick it close. And then it comes down to just how well he putts, which is usually a disaster. But, you know, we'll see. But, uh, I mean, I just I, I can't find a way with DFS to justify him using him, um, even though I kind of see a patch just because it's just the, the putting numbers are so bad. And I know he can turn around at some point. Like, yep. like it's almost a more cow. I just I'm just strictly I want to bet him outright. But his outright price is not even good either. So I, know. I just it's just avoid. like I, I don't and I'm not fading them, not use them. Just I, I just. You know, I'm just avoiding him. Um, I mean, I can see a world where Spieth goes out and wins this again, obviously. I mean, yeah. he's the best player. Like, he's got really positive regression signs. He gained two strokes T green at Kiowa, lost half a stroke per round putting. Um, I mean, he got he has all you want. Great here, great my comp courses I listed. Good scrambler, good iron player. Um, but, the, I mean, his 18% ownership is really high. I found a couple ways to use him that we'll talk about later. Um, okay. I, guess, I guess for me, I'm looking at Reed and Berger. 
Mm-hmm. You know, Berger with a bounce back. Reed, I just feel like if this is going to be like crappy weather, like he's kind of like a mutter a little bit. You know, he's usually pretty good on bent grass greens. I think that Thursday round might come in handy if everybody's missing greens. He can just kind of get off to a good start. I like him there. And then just I'm afraid about the JT bounce back, but I just I, I'm going to live by my creed that if there's wind, if it's just crappy weather, if it's not a driving range for JT, I don't want to use him. And I know there's been people talking about how, like, oh, well, JT bounces back pretty quick. I mean, where were those where were those events, though? Like, were they a good weather condition events? Because this one is not going to be JT weather. So, yeah. I, I mean, it's lo- I mean, if you want to use them as leverage DFS play, I totally get it. But other than th- that's the only place I would consider them this week. Other than that, like, I'm not betting them, not like you know, no positional props, none of that stuff. So that's my yeah. take on the tank range. What about you? Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm with you. So, so I like. Uh, I think I texted you. I think it was a flop lag week burger, <laughs> right? Like, maybe, like maybe we can get a little low ownership on him since he was so chalky last week. Still sitting above 11, but I like him here. Obviously, the you know defending champ. I typically don't like to do that. Um, same thing with you with Reed. Like, if it's going to be a tough course in my brain, that should work. But I feel like that hasn't worked out for us lately. Like banking on that. Like, I mean, he did what he did okay last week, right? He did all right. Like he was, he he, he made the cut on the number, and it was a miracle in and of itself. And then he had like a good Saturday. You know what I mean? I think he got out early on Sunday with mild conditions and did okay. All right. I um, mean, what's, this is a shorter course at least. So yeah, and, he, and, he, and he's been good here. Yeah. No. No. And, and so. so, and I know I know what we talk about with JT. I mean, just with DFS. Like, I mean, I feel like. You can't completely fade him if he's only going to come in at eight. That's a watch the watch the ownership thing. It's worth a shot, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's like the same thing like when they hung that bad number and we took him at TPC, right? Um, I'm going to eat the chalk a lot, like in, in good exposure with my lineups with Morikawa because I got some different plays down bottom where I'm not chalky, and I think Morikawa has a great chance to win this. His putting terrifies me, but it's the same thing, man. If he can, if, he doesn't even have to gain strokes. He just has to be fucking average, and mm-hmm. and he can win. Um, yeah, so, or at least finish like top four. Yeah, yeah, which is which is a perfectly fine result. Yeah, especially with that type of ownership. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it, like with that type of ownership, and he wins, and you don't have him, or he top fours, and because he, he's great with DK scoring, you're mm-hmm. fucking toast. You're absolutely right. toast. Um, so I, I, I'm gonna decide to eat the chalk with Morikawa this week there, okay. um, and, and uh, I'll differentiate somewhere else. But yeah, I mean, with Spieth. I wish he wasn't so highly owned. I wish his number was better. I love him around the greens. That's a great scrambler. Like that's my guy. Like that. Like I. Like I said, man. Like he's not my guy. But I'm saying that's my guy. If I want to, if if I need him to get up and down from a weird spot, I have huge faith in speed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Compared to JT, right? Uh, up in that right. range. Um, so yeah, that, that's where I'm at in this range. Some with you. I, I would say Morikawa and Berger for me. Okay. All right. I, I mean, that's that's pretty short and sweet. I don't really know if there's anything else. So uh, yeah. So. Yeah. Why don't we move on to the. A more interesting, compelling $9,000 range. Yeah, So, but here's the problem with that, right? So I think everybody's doing that. I think everybody's got – I mean, you look at the ownership, right? I mean, you got Answer sitting at close to 20, Neiman at 18, and then everybody else is kind of around the same. The only guy who's not getting – well, I guess not the only guy. There's, there's two guys not getting any three, I guess, with Woodland. But I, I wasn't considering Woodland. Scheffler and M are getting no love. They're under 10%. I feel like everybody, like you said, is starting with the balance build, right? They're, they're starting with answer. Uh, maybe Will, Will Z because he's picking up steam because he's got to win sometime, right? That's that's the narrative. Um, great ball striker, right? Bad putter. <laughs> like, bad putter. Did you see Did you see what he – I think what – what hole was that that he three putt 
one day, two putt the next day, and then two putt again. Like, but he was on the green in regulation and, and ended up with a bogey and a double bogey somehow. Like, it yeah, was, I, I felt like that was a couple of times. Yeah, it was. It was the same fucking hole too. I think it was. It was bad. So, I mean, look, this is a very interesting range. But as far as like DFS build theory goes, like, I mean, with the ownership the way it is, this is going to be the chalky range. I mean, unless you really, really, really love somebody here, then I mean. It's all chalk other than Scheffler. So for me, um, I'll, I'll go with what kills me is, is I texted you about Kokrak earlier, and I, I kind of like that play, but uh, I kind of moved off of it. Um, I like Scheffler, Texas guy, a real Texas guy, right? Real Texas guy? Mm. <laughs> uh, well, he's, I think he's a real I, Texas I, guy, right? He, he went to UT. Yeah, I don't know if he's, I th- he might guy. be a transplant, but That's yes, fine. It, it Listen, counts. That counts. That counts. That definitely counts. Um, and I love Corey Connors, man. Like I said, like uh, I don't, he's chalky as shit. His putting starting to aggress a little bit, but it's the same thing, right? Like, listen, you don't even have to gain strokes. All you got to do is is be even or even a little worse. Like, the way he's hitting his irons is still pure. Um, he came out and he was first-round leader for us last week and then just kind of fucking fell apart. The weather conditions are not going to be um, as windy moving forward. And if it's if it's going to be soft and he can stick it onto that fucking green within six feet, there's still a chance that he can miss it. But I feel a lot better than that than him at 12. Um, so I like Scotty. I like Corey. Um I'm fading answer. Uh, I think he's going to end up with even more ownership. And I get why everybody loves him, but this is the same point for me. Like, it's just, he's just the stat darling, right? Like, he pops immediately. And and he shot, what did he shoot? Seven under on Sunday? Prior to that, he was garbage. Like, he was not good. Like, he was fine. Saturday blew up. Sunday was good. Yeah. And, like, and he got the second at the Wells and, you know, whatever. Top five. Valspar. I don't know. Whatever. He's made the cut here twice. Nothing. Nothing to write home about. Didn't they say T fifteen last year in that All Star field? Was it fifteen? I think it finished pretty high last year. Uh, I don't know. When I talk, yeah, no, you're right. You know, you're right. No, you're right. Yeah, he finished. He finished fourteen. I don't know, man. I just it's it's, this is a gut call. I could be fucking dead wrong, right? So this, I mean, this is a hundred percent just gut call. I don't like how much everybody's on him. I thought he'd actually be. Uh, more owned than he is. I mean, 20% is super high, but I thought he'd be coming in at like 25, 26% just based on history, right? Based on how, how, how people bet and how people move. I thought the number was going to move. That number is way too short. Um, makes no sense. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to play my flag. I'm, I'm going to fade. I'm going to fade answer this week. I know he's popular and it could bite me in the ass, but that's where I'm at. Okay. All right. I'm going to tell a little story about answer. And uh, just, I mean, I, I'm not, I, I understand my co-host take as far as the popularity. I'm just going to give a couple names in mind about who has won this tournament before. And then like try and picture Abe answering like that mold. So like Zach Johnson's won this twice. Yep. Okay. David Tom's won this in 2011. Kevin now won this two years ago. Kevin Kisner won this four years ago. Like isn't Abe answer basically all those players. Yeah. 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 I I mean, look, I, I, I don't, I understand, yeah. right? Like, I understand why. Uh, I just, I don't know. Like I said, this is 100% gut call. The stats do not back me up in this at all, but uh, mm-hmm. this is just my gut, my gut call on this week. Yeah, and, like, another thing, too, is, like, the number they hung on him was, like, fishy, like, don't bet this. Please don't bet this. Like, 20 to 1 answer, really? Like, I, I, and I bet, like, a lot of people looked at that, and I have heard his name, like, at all this week as far as, like, yeah, I'm betting this. Yeah. So... That's a little concerning with me, but I also know that he is mushed by the biggest musher in the industry this week. <laughs> yeah, that and you sh- and you judged me uh, this morning <laughs> when I was talking about him. So 
<laughs> I well, probably just, am. I thought he was going to catch more steam. That's why I was like, ah, oh, no, no way, man. Like, I thought he was going to be like the most talked about dude. Like, I have, I have not heard his name at all this week. That makes me a little nervous. Yeah. But he's he's twenty percent with DFS, so maybe he doesn't even need to be talked about. Yeah, I mean, I'm talking about just betting shows, like outright. It's like usually there's some crossover. Like, I love this yeah. guy. I love this guy's an outright. I haven't heard answer as a name, the like a pick to win this week. So maybe I'll I don't hit. know. And he's know, the number, and the number hasn't moved either. It's like, like I, I think it's like eighteen to twenty. 18. Yeah, it's eighteen. Where I have yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. Anyways, as far as guys, I'm actually going to play in DFS. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'll even play answer. Like I don't know. I because I, 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 I do like him. There's a lot of things I like about him, and that like fits the mold of like what I'm looking for. Like like he's been good lately. Like off the like even he's even gaining a bunch of strokes off the tee. Like a ton of strokes, even though he's short. Like the iron play is awesome. He's like scrambles really well. He's good potter. Like like I, I'm I'm always worried to like play these guys that check every box though and he checks literally every box so maybe that's a warning sign um there's only one guy i really like that's popular in this range it's joaquin neiman and like kind of like the same thing like i mean awesome iron player great off the tee and he's long i know he can cut those dog legs off so that's a big plus um, I think some people that, I mean, the, the merit on him is like, if we're thinking about guys who are really good around the green, like statistically, like he's one of the worst scramblers. But when you look at just his like pure, like, and then like a strokes game, look at just like, can you get up and down? He's actually one of the better ones in this range as far as getting up and down like the percentage. And he's been like his, his putting number has actually really improved a lot and he's really good on bank grass. So I like him. And then I like three guys who aren't, really all that popular in this range like like again this is the second consecutive week tony fina is not really that popular i know that's crazy, and he did but... nothing like last week to prove that he shouldn't be good like he finished to- he finished top 10 again yep. the major thank you for cashing that top 10 by the way i appreciate <laughs> right. it i mean again awesome off the tee awesome over approach play really good scrambler like i mean the putting never can be kind of like hit or miss but he's so good here and i know he puts well on bank grass that like and and again, no one has mentioned him this week. I have I have not heard anything about Sammy Fino. I haven't heard anything. Like this, now, granted, is like, I don't. Yeah, go ahead. No, like I mean, I I I, I get, got my intel, and I didn't hear I didn't hear his name single like once, unless it was just like in passing. Right. So there was even that power rankings by Rob Bolton on PGA Tour, and he just yeah, didn't have Tony Fino in his top fifteen. Like how he had Peter Uline in his top fifteen, not Tony <laughs> Fino. How the hell does that work? I have no idea. So there's that, and then you tried shaming me on Sung JM. I'm ignoring you again. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Again, just ignore me again and light your money on fire. That's fine. Okay. Well, he's been pretty good. He's he's been better than what I give him credit for. The iron play has been better. The scrambling's been better. Off the tee's really good. And he did something knucklehead last Sunday. He put it in the water, but he's still in the mix. I think I think he's close to putting stuff together. He's been he's been pretty decent. So I like him. And then Woodland's kind of putting things together, too. Like, and, and I was surprised. Like, I heard his name for a little bit for, like, outrights. But for DFS, he's dirt cheap. Or not dirt cheap, but, like, dirt owned. Then, right. like, again, like, it's kind of like the Leishman effect where, like, I don't know if I totally trust this. Right. Like, the last time I tried doing this with Woodland, like, he burned everybody at Valspar. Is that going to happen again? But, like, the, all of his short-term metrics look like Gary Woodland 2019, basically. Like, just everything looks good. Just the long-term stuff stinks. And maybe that's why, like, you have the fantasy national effect. Like, you just go back the last 50 rounds or 100 rounds with everybody, and Gary Woodland stinks in this range. But if you just shrink it to, like, 20 rounds, yeah. it's been good. 
Yeah. So if he was only, if he was rocking like five percent ownership, sign me up. Um, I'm fading Scotty Shuffler in this range. Okay. Um, didn't play well here last year. It's his first time, but he didn't play well. He didn't really play all that great last year here in this tournament. Um, I think he's the worst iron player of this group. Mm-hmm. So that's not great. Doesn't really pop a whole lot with the putt. Like he's streaky with the putter, but like not really like that reliable. And then scrambling, he's kind of hit or miss too. Yeah. So if I, if like I'm picking nits with some guys. Yeah. That's probably one. And then Kokrak just like 20 rounds here. He's only gained like a quarter stroke on the round. Like he had that top 10 last year, but other than that, it just hasn't really been that great. Now I think he's a better player now. I think so too. Yeah. But I mean, he's still a mess around the greens. Um, he last week at Kiowa, he lost strokes to green, but gained like over stroke putting. That's it, never. His, yeah, his putting's been much better though. It is. I just I always worry about seeing something like that. I'm like, right. is that, is that going to flip? Like, <laughs> right. you know. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, you know, Zalatoris, he's great. I have nothing bad to say. Like Corey Connors, he's great. I have nothing bad to say. This is really popular, and yeah, I can pick little things about them that just like kind of, you know, excluded for me. Yeah, fine with that. All right. So, uh, so well, listen. Before we get into uh, the 8K range, uh, WinBet is bringing you the action of real sports betting with the Win Las Vegas experience. Get in on all your favorite sports teams, players, and sports games. Generous promos, odds, and parlays are happening right now at WinBet. Get started today, and you'll receive a free special offer of up to a $500 risk-free bet. Terms and conditions do apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. Uh, a line I liked uh, at WinBet, uh, the game has already gone off, uh, but it was the uh, it was the over uh, in the uh, in the Celtics Nets game because I assume the Nets are going to score 150 points on the Celtics. Uh, for golf, it's not WinBet's fault. I just don't like a whole lot this week. Yeah. No, I, I we'll talk about the betting part card. Uh, it's kind of tough sledding this week. Yeah, so yeah, right. not not win bets fault. They're just yeah. trying to set the best lines they can. That's right. All right, eight thousand dollar range. Um, kind of a weird, ugly range. Um, there's a lot of popularity around Charlie Hoffman. I will save him later. Uh, there's a lot of popularity down at the bottom of this range. So you have Streelman, you have Wallace, you have Tringali, and Harmon. And I think of those four, I like Harmon the best. You know, he played, like, the tee to green game at Kiowa was not the problem. It was his putting that was, he's, he's usually a really good putter. That went away for whatever reason. So I like a bounce back for him here. Um, Billy Horse is playing good. Like, I can't really explain it. Like, it's kind of winning, like he's kind of doing it kind of ugly too. Now I I want I worry a little bit because I think he's like JT Jr. Like if you get like adverse weather conditions, I think he might kind of melt down. I don't totally have that theory like set in stone like I do with JT. It's it's an inkling with Horschel, but he doesn't have the whole a lot of popularity. So I, I he's still gonna find his wings in my lineup still. Ryan Palmer, like no one seems to be on him. I don't know what to really make of it. I kind of like him, but I don't really have a great feel of it. It's kind of just like I'm seeing like he hits a lot of greens and he scrambles well and he's a good putter. So I think that combo kind of works. He's flying under the radar. But other than that, like, I mean, I do not like Justin Rose at all this week. I know he popped on your model, but like literally he faked it around Kiowa and he did the same exact thing at the Masters where like it was all putting and he didn't really strike the ball well that that much. And then he went out at Valspar and he missed the cut by a mile. 
And then now we have a Kiwa. We lost about 0.7 strokes per round tee to green. He gained like three strokes per round putting. Mm. Fade that. So I like him. Streelman, I don't like just from the standpoint of like he was in the mix of Kiwa. I think he's overpriced here. Like I like him, but not at 8,300 bucks. He hasn't had the best track record at Colonial either. Mm-hmm. And then Cameron Tringali, little scared to fade him just because like I had this inkling of like how I basically finally swore him off after the torment he put me through on that matchup last week. Yeah, and he box. does check. He does check a couple boxes, but his history at Colonial is just god awful. Like he literally, he was like 0.7 and he's, per round, and he's still jockey, so people aren't terrified of that blow up round. I know, I know. They, they're just. I think they, they look like, oh, well, he shot two under in the back. All right, we're good. Yeah, um, yeah everything's yeah. fine. Just, everything's just forget fine. about the PTSD <laughs> you got on the front nine. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I think the bubble's gonna burst for him pretty soon. Yeah. And maybe it's the week. So yeah. uh, those, those, so those, I, you know, Horschel, Palmer, Harmon, the guys like in this range, Rose, Streelman, Tringali, not really digging a whole lot. <laughs> So I'm going to trust the model and it's not even just the model. It's, 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 he's got such a good history here. He's won here. He won here less than three years ago, came at top third, top three last year. He did tie for third or solo third, one or the other. Um, I know he's just doing it with his putter, but I feel like, I feel like the other stuff can come back and look, man, if, if it's old guy season with sync and, and, and Phil and all these other guys who are putting up good stuff, like why can't it be him? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like if you're running hot with a putter and then you get a week to go try to fix what you're actually good at, it'll balance out and maybe he won't be draining all the putts, but maybe his irons will get a little better and his scramble will get a little better. Um, and he's not super popular, right? But I'm with you with Billy Ho. Um, makes me a little worried, but it's not so much. I don't think he's soft. I think he's kind of crazy. He I do. He definitely is crazy. <laughs> yeah, and so I worry about like the meltdown factor with him. And, and it's not because he's soft. It's because he just hates himself when he does something wrong. I've watched him. And I'm like, oh, that reminds me of me on the golf course when I do something I didn't like. Like he's talking to himself all the time. I kind of really enjoy watching Billy Horschel. Um, I know that's gonna piss my boy Tommy off because I know he's a, a, he's a Gator. Um, Billy Horschel is. Uh, but I like Billy. You're you're on island with him. I can't stand watching Billy Horschel. Really? But but it, but if he does well in like betting cards for me, I can tolerate it. But yeah, other than that, I I find him incredibly irritating. Why? He's slow. Like with that rehearsal, Everybody's like fucking slow. Well, he's especially slow when he rehearses like his swing. Like he like he like I, I'll give you he that. takes it back four or five times. I know. I'll give you. And that. then I, and then he like he like nudges. He like kind of creeps up on the ball with the putter. Yeah, I find it incredibly irritating to watch. Everything I hate about Cantley, Billy Horschel does. But, yes, but Cantley has a much more punchable face than Billy Horschel, um, and and, he, and Billy Horschel. Well, Billy Horschel might be a serial killer, just like Cantley too, uh, allegedly. Uh, maybe yeah, allegedly. Let's put that out there, Jesus. Um, I'm with you. <laughs> the, um, I'm with you. I got to stay away from Hoffman. Um, that we can talk about him later. Um, we got to stay away from Hoffman just because. Although it is terrifying to fade him here. Um, but as popular as he is. Whatever it is, what it is, uh, I'm with you. Like nobody's on Palmer. This seems like a week where everybody would be on Palmer, and nobody's on him. Um, like I said, I got to eat chalk up top. So you know, like Palmer, Rose, Billy Ho, that type of, you know, that type of track. I'm on. I'm not going to Phil. Um, I'm with you on Streelman, Antrin Galley. Uh, I'm fine with Harmon. Harmon's fine. He, I just the way I'm bu- building, he's not fine in his way into my lineups. What about your boy Matt Wallace? I don't trust him. Why? I don't know. 
asking the tough questions here. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's more of a feel, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't know if he's pressing too hard because he's over here and he's playing more PGA tournaments now. Maybe this one will be a little less stressful. But I mean, look, it is if it is windy. I, you know, I like my I like my Brits in the wind. Um, if it's rainy, I mean, he definitely grew up playing in the rain. I did dick around and and like th- thought about uh, doing it outright with him. I do have him a matchup later. I just don't trust him for DFS. I just don't. That's, I mean, that's it. I just my feel. That's all. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's perfectly reasonable. Yep. All right, so 7K range. All right, we're not going through all the fucking names in the 7K range. The, the, um, all right, so we already told you guys who the chalky guys were. So for me, like I said, I kind of ate the, ate the chalk up top, right? Um, so for 7K, I really like Sergio. <laughs> I really, really like Sergio. Um, it's kind of the same old man season thing. Uh, and he looked real good the other week. Uh, on fucking Thursday and then just fell the hell apart on Friday. And I really don't know what happened because I watched both rounds and I couldn't figure it out. Um, his irons looked unstoppable Thursday and then he, he couldn't find it on Friday. Uh, but I'll go back with him. He's super low on. No one is looking at him. Um, now, I know I texted you earlier that I wasn't going to be on Siwoo. Um, but uh, that was like, I don't know, 12 hours ago at this point. Uh, so I'll have a little sprinkle of seawood in there. He just because he showed with a bag of cash and a dead body in the trunk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's how it works. The um, yeah, I mean, look, he's still a great iron player. Um, makes, allegedly, by the way. <laughs> allegedly, yeah, allegedly, allegedly, exactly. The um, the uh, yeah, look, he's still a great iron player, and whatever, he's got an okay, nothing, no great history here. Um, and I like I like Vegas again. I don't know what it is with this dude. I, so here's the thing. I think what might have happened is I know his backstory, and I don't know, man. Like that's I, that's a guy who I literally every time I see his name on the leaderboard, I'm rooting for that guy. I am. That's it. Like that. And so I think that is creeping into my DFS and my betting. Um, so I don't know. Maybe I need to lay off a little bit. But I lied. Like his backstory was it. You know, whatever. Close to home, and uh, and it's uh, it's it's. Just, Somebody who I really want to see succeed. What do you think about Doc Redman? I I've heard people try and justify him this week. I mean, he played really well T Green for the first time in a while. Yeah. Last week. What's his ownership though? Oh, was it? it was gonna be high. I wasn't I it's I didn't even look. I think it's back to like it's seven point one. That's not awful. That's not awful, but that's still a lot for him. Like I was hoping he'd be a little. I bit. mean, I believe I believe in the kid's talent. Me too. That's why I asked, right? Because that was yeah. a guy I wrote. I think he's on every single one of my year-long fantasy teams. Yeah, I think he's on <laughs> one of those too. I don't. I I can see it if he's really back. Yeah, like go Doc Redman. Like and it, listen. I'd rather be DFS. early than late. Here's another thing. Like, how many like DFS lineups like you filling out every week? You can't fit Doc Redman in a couple of them just like just to see. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that or yeah. like it's or like a top twenty bet or something with Docker. I can see that. Yeah, I don't yeah. hate that pick. Yeah, all right, all right, good. All right, so all right. I guess the only, uh, there's no real fades in here. Although, oh shit, his ownership was way lower than I thought. But I'm fading H- HV3. I like him a lot. I'll talk about him later as far as like how I like to root for him. But fifteen percent HV3. Uh-uh. And I think, it's, you know me, I don't listen to all the podcasts. I usually listen to them like one and a half while I'm trying to work, so I half listen to everything. Somebody, t- I don't remember which podcast it was, but they said uh, HV3 
because he's from Texas. And I was like, oh, no. Is someone trying to take my shtick? He is not from fucking Texas. <laughs> nope. I, was like, I was like, what the fuck? I don't know. We'll have a Paul Poodle fact check that later, though. So, yeah, I, I, the, hair, the HV3 thing, it's the fantasy national effect of I want to look for a good ball striker. Oh, there's Harold Varner III. I'm going to take him without doing any thought. Yeah. So there's no real reason behind it. Like his history of colonials, like it's okay. Like, I mean, it just, it's all just ball striking and that's really about it. So, and speaking from experience as a guy who was used HP three a lot, he burns it when he's popular. Yep. So caution, you know, be, be careful. Um, as far as guys I like, I mean, if it's going to be really windy on, yeah, if it's going to be really windy on Thursday, like, I think you just have to use Matt Jones and Brandon Grace. Like, I mean, Matt Jones, good in the wind. Like, I think he might get off to a really good start on Thursday, you know, kind of keep together for Friday. And then, you know, we'll see from there. I mean, his course history isn't all that great, but really good. For, he's one of the best guys getting up and down for par. He's a good putter. Like, that's really going to come in handy on Thursday. He hits a lot of greens of regulation, too, even if, like, the strokes gain numbers don't reflect it. So I'm cool with him. Um Russell Knox is a guy I've started to like a lot this week. Um, you know, he pops up in kind of like my comp courses model. I mentioned like Shay Sean, like a lot of guys who do real colonial do really well at Shay Sean. I mean, he's won there before. Um, he's done really well at this tournament too. I think he has four top 30 finishes in his last five, including a TA in 2017 or 2019. One of the, I think it's the Kevin Nye here is 2019. So like him there, I mean, like, listen, he hits a ton of greens of regulation. He's a great scrambler. So, I mean, the putting numbers are a concern, but I've also seen a lot of guys, like, struggle with putters this year. It comes out with wins, like Morikawa, JT, Cage Lee a couple weeks ago. Why not Russell Knox? So, um, you know, I mean, like, I think Brant Snedeker is kind of popular. Like, I'm going back up to the range. Snedeker's gained some popularity. I don't really like that a whole lot, but he's just playing well lately. Uh, like he was missing a whole lot of cuts like for a while. And then something clicked, I think at TBC San Antonio, I want to say. And ever since then, he's made four straight cuts, uh, good history, colonial, like good at those like little comp courses that I mentioned on Sunday, you know, the, the irons have been pretty good lately. The scrambling has been pretty good lately. The putting has been pretty good with Snedeker lately. I know he's 12%, but I don't hate Snedeker this week. Um, and then my last guy I really like here, like, like really like, um, couple weeks ago he was my big short and that seemed to piss a lot of people off and i am totally back into great doug gim level like zone right here like he like the eight percent ownership i've totally forgotten doug gim that's where i like my doug gim so and i i made a case of this in my column this week like there was this narrative at the byron nelson about Oh, well, he's just so good putting on bent grass. The putting's just going to get fixed. It's fine. And it didn't. It, it was awful that week. And now everybody's off him. And now I'm like my contrary mind saying, well, what if that take was actually right? And that was a fluke. We don't know what he's been doing for the last two weeks. Maybe found arm lock. Maybe he got with his coach and figured things out. Like maybe he's going to turn around this week. And like the ball striking numbers with Doug Gim are there. Oh, yeah. Why not Doug Gim if he's not popular when I've loved him ever since last fall? Everyone else has loved him since last fall. And then all of a sudden he had one bad tournament. We burn everybody and now they're off him. I don't know. I kind of like Doug Gim this week. 
Listen, I don't hate it. Like you said, like he's not chalky. Um, no, it's like, which... like 7%. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. That was it was like 20 two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, Andy was higher priced and chalk. Like, that was yeah. red. We did good to fade him that week. But, yeah, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm with you with Gim. I like it. Um, yeah, it was crazy. He's only got 1% more ownership than Redmond. Mm-hmm. So we comfortable with Gim. <laughs> yeah, so we had a couple guys uh, in the Slack channel request some names. Uh, okay. We got, we got? Uh, Keith Mitchell and uh, Kucher was also in the seventh range. I think that's it for the seven. So, all right. So you have a take on Keith Mitchell. What do you think? No. Yeah, like, me neither. Yeah, no. He, he no. I, I, I don't know, man. I, I like him on Bermuda grass. Um, that's how. That's what. That's when he's always played well. Um, he kind of popped. I don't even remember what tournament it was, but he was playing real well. Um, it wasn't even that long ago. It was like less than a month ago. And I was like, fucking Keith, what the hell's going on? And then, of course, he faded on Saturday and Sunday. He's too wild off the tee, man. Um, in these, in these tight, in these tight trees, like he's going to be behind a tree all day. Well, I don't, I mean, I think he can hit over the, uh, the you think he's long enough. You think he's long enough to hit over it? Oh yeah. He definitely is a bomber, man. That's all he does. The, the problem is, like, even at, like, those other bomber golf courses, he hasn't gone well for him. Like, it's gone well at Quill Hollow, but other than that, though, it hasn't gone great. But, like, like he's good. You're right on the Bermudas. He's got, like, the shorter, like, Bermuda tracks, kind of. Yeah. So, I mean, he's great off the tee, but, like, the scrambling numbers are a mess. Like, I don't really trust the putter. Um, Kuchar, I don't mind either. Like, if I like Snedeker, I, like I, I, I like Kuchar, too. Yeah, he's I don't like Kuchar well. at all. Like we like yeah. we talked about, I would just go back to your fucking old putter, please. Yeah, and, and he well, I mean, he lost. I, you texted me this. He lost a billion strokes putting at Kiowa, <laughs> but so bad. But the two the two tournaments before that, where like he was in the middle of the party, he actually was fine. So yeah. it might be yeah. just a fluke with him. He's just gonna have a bounce back. So I don't hate them. I don't hate that either. So, and that's an old, um, that's, a, that's an old guy. That's an old guy, t- and uh, you can tag it around here. Right. Yeah. Well, speaking of an old guy, what about Pat Perez? I like Pat Perez this week. I, I kind of like Pat Perez too. I, we'll talk about him later. I like Pat Perez. Yeah, I like Pat Perez this week. The uh, uh, but there's another guy. You're always gonna be war- wary of the withdrawal. You don't know what he's doing the night before, and he could just wake up and be like, "Nah, I'm good. Not playing." Yeah, if he wakes up, sees it raining, that might yeah. be great. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like that's that's a legit concern with that. Just dude. just let that be Saturday after he beats a guy having a matchup again. So yeah, well, not for your DFS lineup that kills it. Yeah, so. that's true. Yeah. Well, you know, whatever. That's the risk you take. That's right. All right. Anything else in this range? Um, I don't really have anything else. Nah, good. Okay. All right. Let's move down to $6,000 range. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, there's not many things I like down here. Um, I like like ZJ uh, only because he's less than three. Obviously, a fucking great history here. Um, I know his form is absolute dog shit right now. I believe he was first round leader at some point in the past two or three months. Um, yeah, I Maybe. mean, I think so. I, I think I'm pretty sure I was like, Are you fucking kidding me, Zach Johnson? And I think he actually missed the cut after he was first round leader. I believe that happened within the last two months. Um, might be three. I'm very bad with times. Um, but yeah, I'm fine with ZJ. Um, I mean, really down here, I, like, I'm definitely avoiding all the chalk. Like, I get burned so much. You know what I like is Scott Piercy. Okay. No, I, I I don't hate that. I mean, he's yeah. playing alternate. Well, you know, you know what? His last tournament, well, it was Scott Piercy stuff. It's gain a stroke, tee to green, losing two putting. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. so, you know, like whatever. If he's going to be scrambling and everybody is going to be, you know, whatever. Like I, I like Piercy, late ad, right? Like he took whoever the second withdrawals place was. He's got a pretty decent history here. It's not bad. Um, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, wait, where was it at? 
Uh, it's it's it of everybody in this range is it's acceptable. I mean, it's not stellar on paper, but it's acceptable yeah, for guys. Yeah, absolutely, he's got one top yeah. ten in the last four. Yeah. Just pass over that miscut, and then the top twenty, it's fine um, okay. for sixty for sixty eight hundred. And then uh, I'll go back to my binky when I'm trying to get, just get a six six through. It's always Adam Shank for me. Um, and and it, what kills me is like he had he had the longest streak of like made cuts or something like that, and then. It just kind of went to shit for a little bit, but he seems like he's he's playing a little better. I know he missed the cut at the Wells Fargo, but I mean, whatever, you know, a couple top thirties, thirty five at the Byron Nelson, like it's fine. Like I'm fine with him at sixty five hundred. Okay, all right. I mean, there's a lot of crap down here. Yes. So I try, I try, I try to keep it simple. Um, do you have relatively okay history here at Colonial? Yep. Are do you hit a lot of greens and are you a decent scrambler? So, um. I'm going to make one small exception because he is, uh, his history here is not very good. But I saw one of the uh, guys we like fading this week uh, include him as his big fade of the week, and it's Wyndham Clark. Oh, um, And he didn't really give an explanation why. Like, first of all, it's your big fade. He's 200 to 1. Okay. That's oh, that, that's stand. right. That's right. I forgot you posted. The bold stand. <laughs> bold um, stand. He tried making an explanation that I, I think it was an inside joke. I didn't really quite get what he was doing, but I think the fact that he did that means I think Wyndham Clark is just going to do well this week. So, yeah, listen, I'm, actually, I'm actually definitely because it was funny. I was looking at him and his history's fine here. And I'm, no, we, he no, he lost like a shot and a half and is like one. I'm not worried about the shot. I'm worried about his finishes when I look at course history with guys like this. Like, okay. can they, but can that, they, that means he made a cut. It was like T60. Oh, was it that bad? I mean, it was like yeah. something else. Yeah, it's it, it's okay. dark blue on my on my uh, page. Okay. Regardless, <laughs> um, I mean, he played okay at Byron Nelson first two days. Didn't go so well for him. I mean, he's just an awesome scrambler. Like his screens regulation regulation rates are okay, so I don't mind that. Um, Hoosiers mentioned Brian Stewart uh, as a potential like cheap play. I don't mind that no, either. I don't mind that. Yeah, no. listen, like hits a lot of greens. Good scrambler, good putter. His course history is decent. Old guy, know, so I'll take that. Andrew Putnam's in our guy. Same old. Like, you know, his ball straight, like he's hitting his irons a little well, low lately. Hits a lot of greens. Good scrambler. Good history here, too. Checks that box. Uh, Chase Seifert's C- never played here, but like now it's like low owned Chase Seifert. Like mm. it seems like all the scene that was on Chase Seifert before is now gone to Vince Whaley. And Seifert's <laughs> like 2% now. And like, I mean, nothing's really changed. Like, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he missed a cut and then like everyone off him. But like, I mean, short term numbers, like off the tees, gained a quarter stroke. Uh, approach gained about 0. 0.2. He hit 67% of the green. He gets up and down for par off the, off the green at that 61% clip. That's a good range here. You know, decent putting numbers. Like, yeah, I'm fine with that. Um, And then. And then Bryce Garnett's like kind of the same old, like 6,200 bucks. Uh, he's a pivot off chalk Vince Whaley. Ugh. Can't <laughs> believe I just said that. Um, but again, like just hits a lot of greens, like good scrambling numbers. I know it's not like a Wyndham course for him or like it's not a coastal course, but I don't know. It's along a river, so I guess it's technically coastal, right? <laughs> yeah, sure. That's I the guess. narrative I can spin. I guess. So, I mean, so that's yeah. that. I, I Going back to Zach Johnson, though. Yeah. Don't no. like Zach Johnson. This week. No. no, no, no. So I, a, it, listen, it's not like I'm in fucking love with him. I mean, like he's been to Zach Johnson courses lately, like Heritage, and he missed the cut by a mile there. Yeah. Uh, his his recent Cologne history has actually not been very good. Uh, I think it's two missed cuts, a T60 and a T43. Okay. 
So, I mean, he's definitely been on like he was doing really well the end of last year. And ever since that, it's like a straight downhill again. Like, it's all putting lately. So I don't know. I mean, like, I, I think the only chance for him is like rekindling good feelings here, which he hasn't had in four years. Yeah. Or just he gets he gains like a billion strokes putty. He pulls a Justin Rose, basically, which he could do. But I don't really want to take that chance on him. And uh, there's a re- there's a way I can kind of fade his failure uh, later. Okay. All right. All right. Well, all right. Well, listen. Before uh, before we get to the uh, your your big short and uh, the one and done. Uh, listen. Do you guys ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? Listen. I feel like I'm always on. I'm in sales, so I do this uh, all day, and then I come home and do this, and I get to deal with the kids and everything else. And listen, you definitely need a moment to. Relax, right? And and Coors Light is the way to do it. Uh, listen, we got Memorial Day coming up. I know I'm trying out to get out to 18. Steve already told me he's getting out tomorrow. I think he said. Um, and yeah, listen, there is nothing better than that first beer in the morning, right? Whether it is at 9 a.m., 7 a.m. tea time, it's like airport rules on the golf course, right? You can crack a beer and nobody even looks at you, right? Get that nice, cool beer in your mouth right before you tee off, man. It's a great feeling, so I love that. And there's only one beer that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when the beer is cold. That way, you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's a mountain cold refreshment made to chill. So Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacot. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate responsibly. Okay. Yep. Let's go to the big short then. Let's do it. Now, you had, so a, you, had a, you had a bold one last week that, that smoked it. So uh, let's go. Let's follow it up strong. So it's time for it's It's story time. With uh, Steve Shermer. And you know the story because yeah. I've told you all day with the text message today, but the listeners don't. So this is my process every week. I f- update my spreadsheet every Monday morning uh, with the latest strokes gain data. I recompute everybody's 50 strokes, last 50 rounds. I recompute everybody's last 16. Get my little dashboard up, which my co host said is absolutely beautiful. That's one of the highest compliments I've ever received. It's gorgeous. It, it, it really is. And it, and it helps me pick out like the landscape just like from a high level, just what this field's going to be. And then I go to the betting board. I found a book. I found a couple of prices I like. And I just snap at it. Like, this is Monday morning. Well, no, it was Monday afternoon at this point. I didn't listen to anything. I didn't read anything. Like, I, I don't. Like, I, I did my until after that, but I just I saw some price. I'm like, well, that's wrong. That's probably going to move. So I found a Charlie Hoffman 55 to 1. Great price. Happy with that. Like, checks all the boxes for me. Found Emiliano Grillo 70 to 1. Happy with it. You know, I like he finished third like a couple years ago. Uh, he does well as Shayshan. Like, I added Silverado to my little metal, um, model there, and he won there. Like, the price, we're good. And it seemed like everybody joined me after that because I have not heard, <laughs> read anything this week. That's not mentioned Emiliano Grillo or Charlie Hoffman. And what did we talk about last week, boys and girls, when there is somebody 30 to 50 or 60 to one, and they're talking about like they're the Messiah, something bad is probably going to be really happening. So this is a first. I have two big shorts this week. Charlie Hoffman and their Emiliano Grillo. One of them is going to miss the cut. 
I don't know who it is, but you can go on your books and you actually bet both, by the way, if you mm-hmm. want to do that. And I think neither of them cracked the top 40. I just, I've seen this movie before. <laughs> and listen, if they go out and win this tournament, hey, I got outrights on them. So I'm basically hedging <laughs> here. But, but you don't right now. You're listening to this. You don't know what you're doing. The numbers right now, I think for Hoffman, it's like 35 to 1 right now. Grio's down like 50. Yeah. Like that, that's, no, th- those are bad numbers. Yeah. And it's it's been steamed the hell. Everyone is on them this week. It just like I, I I can't I can't with good faith recommend them and tell you to go down the path I did. So um, Hoffman and Grio are my big shorts this week. I like it. I absolutely like it. Yeah, listen, I'm with you. I uh, uh like I, I bet Connor's first thing Monday morning. That was the first thing I texted you, and then uh, I jumped on with you with. <laughs> With Hoffman, but I did stay away from Greer. I said, "Nah, I'm just passing on him." Yeah, you, 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 you called that gross. Yeah, so, gross. yeah, and uh, oh. now, now I wish I could take that back, but you know, it is what it is. All right, so, all right, my least favorite segment. What do we got for one of them? Oh, it's my favorite segment. Who, who not to pick? Yeah, for real. All, all right, right, so why, why don't you I go- run through this? Why don't we run through this field? Who'd you have last week, by the way? Oh, Hovland. 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 Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Good, good job. <laughs> all right all right so who, here are the guys in this field this week that you have taken so i have ryan, taken. yeah so ryan palmer's off the board sky yep. shuffler's off the board burger's off the board sung jay's off the board co cracks off the board Fina's off the board jt is off the board Corey connors is off the board and that's it what did i take connors in what fuck so did I connors take? at the valspar and that was like his worst <laughs> tournament he's had in like a month man you are good uh, oh you really God. are good uh, i'm gonna take answer <laughs> you're, you're joining uh the ender curse no i can't do that now because i'm doing that on purpose that, that doesn't count when i do that well you know what I, maybe I, the mushing powers of you two combined will like cancel each other out and maybe yeah. the mail to like you know bet them outright come nah. on do it no, 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 no because i know what my brain just told me and no that's not right that's not how i do it the um all right, so, oh, Jesus. So, I still got Spieth. I still got Maury. Neiman. Mm-hmm. Man, that's pretty much it. I'm not playing fucking Rose. I'm not playing Billy Ho when I get these other guys going. So, Texas course, scrambling. I, I don't want to take the, I don't want to take the top of the board. I'll uh, I'll go Morikawa. You don't want to take the top of the board. I'll take Morikawa. Yeah, well, I meant literally the top of the board. I was looking, oh, okay. I was looking you didn't want speed. to be your force into it. Right, right, right. And I feel like I I don't remember who I did that with, but it, it, I mushed them too. Like whatever. Like, I'm gonna. I feel bad, but sorry, Mori. All right, poor Morikawa is gonna lose 15 stroke putting over two rounds. It's gonna be a record. <laughs> All right, so I haven't take. I don't know. This is gonna be live on the air. Who I decide. I haven't take Spieth. I haven't take, taken JT. I haven't taken Reed. I haven't taken Answer, but I'm not gonna do that. I haven't taken. Take a Chef. Nope, I've taken Scheffler. I've taken Fina. I have taken Fina. Yeah, Fina. Yeah, Fino got me a second place finish at Tory Beach. He split it with like eight guys. So yeah, whatever, one, dude. That was one nothing where, for it. That's the that's the say that's that's where it started going downhill for me when I talked myself out of Fino on the fucking show and I was like, well, you can take him and I'll take somebody else. Fucking yeah. idiots. Yeah, ever since then it's not been good. Um I'm not taking Corey Connors. 
I'm not taking Neiman. I'm not taking Woodland. I have not. I have taken Sungjae. Hmm. Does is what Woodland qualifies for the U.S. Open, right? Yeah. Well, oh no. Yeah, Woodland's already in the U.S. Open. Okay. So that's a that doesn't matter. Well, no, no. I'm just thinking like maybe that's where you, maybe you could use Woodland. To make sure he's. he's oh, at Tory? No, it's going to be big boy that week. I don't know, man. Okay. All right. Um, for me, it's down to Connors and Woodland. And you know what? I'm going to make my my buddy Jay happy, who always thinks that Gary Woodland looks like uh, Bertier from Remember the Titans. <laughs> so I'm going to take Bertier and Gary right. Woodland, and I'm hoping it's uh, strong side uh, Bertier and not uh, gets T-boned by a drunk driver and ends up in the hospital with Gary Woodland this week. So <laughs> Yeah, that would, that would not be great. In no, real that life would not be great. Metaphorically or in real life. No, that yeah. wouldn't be. So Gary Woodland, please don't get in a car accident. You're my one dumb pick. All right. All right. So uh, the betting card. Uh, so that's, that's basically all we got left this is the betting card. And this is kind of short this week. Um, listen, I just want to talk about underdog fantasy. Um, if you haven't played over at underdog fantasy, you got to check it out. Uh, their fantasy best ball tournaments are some of the best around. Uh, the boys over at the mothership are doing, I feel like, a podcast or two a day. These fucking things as much as they hit in my feed. Um, including their best ball mania 2 tournament where you can win a million dollars. Plus, you can play a number of games invo- involving parlaying player props for the MLB, the NBA, and more. They also have a special NBA playoffs best ball tournament coming up as well. Uh, so go to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN. And don't forget to enter their best ball mania 2 tournament for your chance to win a million bucks. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. So okay. I, 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 I don't do the NBA playoffs, but I'm assuming since they've already started, maybe that's done. I don't know how that works. I don't know either. Okay. So. Mm. All right. Well, let's talk about the betting card. First round leader leans. Um it's going to be windy for everybody on Thursday. So there's no wave split to think of there. It's, oh, it, it, gets worse, it gets worse in the afternoon, though. No, that one I'm seeing. I am so seeing. Where are you looking? Where do you. Win, winfinder.com. Oh, I am seeing 7 a.m., 13 to 26, and then at 4 p.m., 17 to 21. It's, yeah. the same, it's the same for everybody. All right. I mean, look, I, I'm I'm going to go with the morning tea times. Only a couple guys in the afternoon, just because okay. typically, typically it's just easier playing conditions in the morning, regardless. Even if the wind's kicking. So if it's 11 to 26, it's going to be more towards the 11 side in theory, and it's going to get worse as the day goes on. It's going to get hotter as the day goes on. It's going to dry out a little more, so it's going to run out a little more. Like I, I'm going to stick with the with the morning side. Do you have a do you have a do you have a one or ten preference? I th- I want to start on ten because one has the horrible horseshoe right out yeah. of the gate. Yeah, me too. I'm yeah. with you on that. It's kind of like it's like a off. Honda where you want to vo- you want to start on one and avoid the bear trap. Yep. So uh, start on ten in the morning. Yeah. So, and I'm fine with the morning just based on principle. Who knows? Maybe the weather report's wrong. They've been wrong a couple times and screwed oh, me multiple times for real. So, past three weeks. <laughs> I know. So yeah, maybe the weather report's wrong. It's actually dead calm in the morning. If you want to take that chance, anybody going off on ten in the morning is good with me. Yeah. Do so you got anybody? You got anybody want to? I haven't, even, I haven't even looked at the tea times to be honest. All right, so I so going off on ten, we got HV three, Kirk, Siwu, Fratelli, uh, going off on ten in the morning. Those are the ones that I highlighted so far. Uh, right. I got v- is is the better wave going off on ten in the morning? No, no, they're going off on one. So yeah, feature yeah. okay, feature so feature's gonna be feature. great this week then. 
Yeah, and so with the feature groups, uh, I feel like the better ones in the fucking afternoon. Actually, they got uh, they got Billy Ho together with uh, fuck, where and I know JT's in the afternoon, and that and that yeah, sealed, JT that's, Billy Ho more got more yeah, that sealed the deal. I'm like no chance on JT then. This <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, for real. I didn't even think of that, but like I feel like all I feel like all the bigger names, not all of them, but I feel like the afternoon guys got some more uh, some more star power to them. Okay, all right. Yeah, I mean. The best grouping is just quick scroll. I mean, Sanjay's with Todd and Perez. Oh, God. Uh, going off on 10 is Mickelson, Spieth, and Berger. So, and then 10 is Reed, Neiman, and Rose. So those are that's got to be the two feature groups. Oh, in the oh in the morning. In the morning, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's what that's what I was talking about. Like usually, they put the better guys over on one side, and then just the junk players. On right, the right, right, right. But I was thinking, I, I was okay. just thinking overall. I think. Better guys are going. All on. right. Well, then there's there's sexier names than going off on ten. In the morning, yeah, yeah. At least, so yeah, yeah. You're not taking like I don't know, like Richie Rowinski or actually that's a bad example. Like right, I don't. Brian, you're not taking Brian Gay going off on ten. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I was looking, but yeah, the thing with first round leader for me is I love the fucking big number. So like. I still remember the JT one we hit, and it was the least exciting fucking thing that I have ever hit. Like, it was like, I don't know, 160 to one or whatever. And like, I don't know, whatever. Fucking, that's the, that's not sexy, man. Yeah. All right. So that's our first round leader leans. Um, how about top tens? Got any? No. All right. Let me get a disclaimer. Positional props Garbage. this week, the pricing is awful. I'm, I mean, I think the same thing happened at Heritage, too. Like, for whatever reason, it's just, like I mean, like like Abe answers top ten is like plus one seventy five. Like, what are we doing here? So, I mean, like I, I I'll get to, so another guy. I also snapped that earlier. I got a good number on was Joaquin Neiman at forty. Oh, you got that's got, not bad. Then, yeah, but then he got talked up a lot. So I'm not thinking that's good, but I think he's gonna finish top ten. I, I like him. I got him a plus two fifty for a top ten. I didn't hate that. I thought that was a reasonable price for that. Gary Woodland top ten of four to one. I like that too. I don't have a piece of Patrick Reed yet. I don't think he's gonna win. Yeah, I don't think but so. I think like his top ten. Like I'm, I'm gonna shop around the price a little bit on the top ten. Like it's around like two to one right now. I'm gonna try and find a little better price than that. I might just get that. And so I didn't like any of the matchups he was on either. Like he's part of me. It's like Berg or like JT speed. Like, I don't really want to do that. So mm-hmm. um, I'll probably get, I'll probably end up on like a Patrick Reed top 10. And but I'm not really going much deeper in that. Cause like the, like the guys between like 30 and like 80 are so volatile. Like, I don't know. Yeah. So, all right. Any top, any top twenties? No, they're even fucking worse. Like, you, you know me, man. Like I'll, I'll look at some long shots for these type of things just to make it like, no, fuck no. Like I'm out. I'm out on the position. I'm telling you, it's fucking light this week, man. It's going to be a bunch of, it's going to be my typical 12 to, uh, yeah, well, probably 10 to 10 to 14 first round leaders, bunch of matchups. I got two, uh, two cute miscut bets. And other than that, just outrights right now. Okay. All right, so my article this week, I put uh, a couple top 20 guys. I haven't put anything down yet, but I'm looking around because I just I don't like the pricing right now. Uh, so guys, I put down like for a top 20, potentially Brand Snedeker, Brandon Grace, Joel Damon, uh, Taylor Gooch, Lucas Glover, C.T. Pan. Uh, your boy Camilo Vajegas, I actually don't mind that pick. He pops a little bit on some things uh, I like this week. Ah, uh, right. Uh, Rory Sabatini is just a blind... F- Hope and a prayer that he just is really good here because everything else is awful, but that's like five to one. You can find him on <laughs> Pat, Pat 
Perez, Andrew Putnam. Um, going back to well with Troy Merritt, probably cashed top 20 for me a couple weeks ago. Going to try it again this week. Brian Stewart, Bryce Garnett, Chase Seifert. They're hanging around like 8-1, to 10-1. to one. But okay. again, like like sometimes you find like 7-1, 8-1 to one guys are like really good. Like this week, it just junk yeah. so yeah. i'm so i'm so considering what i want to do but like those are guys i feel relatively good about putting a bet down um for a top 20 if you get a good price on one of those just go hit it and you know see what happens yeah i agree yeah so you got any missed cop props or is it just me oh, i only have one all right who you got it's justin rose fading that he cocksucker i'm doing i'm doing <laughs> the same thing that happened at valspar like I, listen like it's a simple formula you gain a bunch of strokes putting you lose a tee to green then you play next week well what usually happens i don't know usually you make miss the week. I, I don't even trust fucking stats steve and now like i'm how um, do you not trust stats i, I don't, it's not you're, in I don't. Fi- you're in finance man. i know listen it's not that i don't trust stats it's that i that i like to couple the stats with the gut right so I don't just blindly follow the stats. And now this fucking guy is one or two in my model, and you're crushing me. You're betting him to miss the cut. God it's damn it. Three, yeah, it's three to one, man. You can, Hey, listen, you can go against the grain. I'm not right about everything, obviously. Oh, I'm I aware. a lot of bad taste on this podcast. <laughs> I'm aware. I'm aware. I know. I but just, they, I, but I what, this is a... what happens, though. Then, like, I feel like I'm like, fine, whatever. Sneaky, kind of low on, like, whatever. I'm fine with it based on what I think is going to happen okay, on the golf what tournament. I, what did I tell you last Sunday, by the way? You got to trust your gut more, okay? If yeah. you have a gut feeling about Justin Rose, go with it. All right, fine. All right? If you disagree with this nerdy account pencil, you know, paper pusher over here, fine. That's perfectly okay. I try to get the best information I can. You don't have to follow my best. I'm not a tout. Oh, I, I know. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. For, like... I don't get paid for my picks. No. All right. So let's see. If you think I'm wrong on Justin Rose, yeah, fuck it. Fine. Whatever. But here's the deal. Like, here's what happens. Like, Wednesday night when I'm like tinkering with my fucking lineups, I'm like, your voice creeps into my head. Miss Cat. Miss Cat. All right. How about this? (laughs) My nasally Rochester accent. How about I leave you with this sentence? All right. Listen. I think I usually have a good idea what happens this tournament. I try and get the best information. At the end of the day, I don't fucking know what's going to happen. Justin Rose might end up winning this thing. Yeah. yeah, All right. I try to make an educated guess because we have zero idea what's going through these guys' heads during the week. We have zero idea what club changes they're making, what they're doing with the driving range, where their headspace at, what's going on off the course. There's so much we don't know. Absolutely. And the only thing we can go on is what happened last week, which might be completely irrelevant this week. So which if you is, have uh, a feel about Justin Rose, is, for God's sakes, go with it. Which is why, uh, which is why it's awesome. This is this is why we do what we do. Uh, so yeah. my my miscuts are answer. Because uh, I decided to play my flag. There we go. Yeah, plus four hundred, whatever. Throw fifty bucks on that. I actually uh, don't hate that. Yeah, whatever. Like super, just, just, like just fading, just full embracing. The money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Like let's go. And then, uh, and then Grio. Uh, yeah, I got him at plus three hundred. I think he's down like plus two hundred now at this point. Yeah, like, that's that's actually not bad. <laughs> yeah. Um. So those are my only two missed. I I'm, I might jump on Grio and Hoffman too. <laughs> just to hedge out, hedge out whatever you put down for the outright. <laughs> I mean, I'm in my big short. I might as well go all the way. Yeah, fuck it, man. Yeah, yeah. you better it. I, Say I, it with I, your chest, Steve. Say it with your chest. All right. <laughs> You're going to miss the cut. <laughs> That's right. All right. All right. So right now I only got – I only have four outrights, man. That's okay. Only... I mean, I have a little more because I uh, made the mistake on Monday. <laughs> so before, yeah. Like... But, but I, I have five I'm going to give out that I feel pretty good about. Yeah, that's fine. And we're gonna give out three of the same, I guess. There's, I got I got Connors. We talked about Sergio last night. So I got I got Connors. I got him at twenty eight. I think he's down to twenty five now. 
Uh, you got a but you got a better number on Sergio. I got him at uh, at uh, six sixty. You got him at what? Eight hundred. I got him at eighty. Yeah, and then uh, Hoffman, you got him at fifty five. I got him at fifty. Um, and I did put down a bet on Finau today at twenty two. Okay. All right. Um, so in full disclosure, I got a Neiman at forty. I got a Hoffman at fifty five. I agree at seventy. I'm not giving it out because I just think those guys are just. It's a it's a golf industry bet right now. Yeah. I'm not going to say why they're great because you probably heard on other podcasts. Yeah. Go listen to them. Whatever. I, mean, I would say the same thing about all of them. I have a bad feeling the fact that everybody's on them. Yeah. But there are five. No one's really talking about them, and I like being in this corner. Yeah, me too. And I and I talk about this in this on my column this week. We have seen the following things happen so far in the PGA Tour. We have seen Jordan Spieth rise from the dead to become just one of the best players on the planet again after looking completely dead for 18 months. <laughs> that happened. We saw Stuart Sink win two times on the PGA Tour this year. Twice. I think he's the only he's the only multiple time multiple winner. On the PGA Tour this year. Or no, it's, it's him and Bryson. There's only multiple winners. Go figure. Um, I have seen Colin Morikawa lose 20 strokes putting over two weeks. And then gain four to win concession. I've seen JT struggle with the putter. like, And then just win the players. Uh, I saw Cage Lee lose 0.8 strokes per round over his last like 20 rounds. And then win a putting contest at the Byron Nelson. And then I've seen Phil Mickelson win a goddamn major. <laughs> oh, and I've seen Hideki Matsuyama, who's always a bridesmaid, win the Masters. Oh, so, yeah. Can't forget so that. Literally, anything is possible in golf. How screwed is the Open, by the way, to try to follow these last two majors up? What do you mean? They're screwed. Like, like as far as, like, the, the storylines and, like, the awesomeness of it. Like, so, like what's going to happen? Like, oh, they'll find it. I mean, the U.S. Open is, like, they'll play up Tiger's, like, 2008 storyline. Like, and, like, it, that's going to be a good major the U.S. Uh, Open is usually always compelling. All right, we'll see. So that's good. And then it's the first Open in two years. Like, that's going to be great. Yeah. It's the first right. time we see the links. I'm just, I'm just yeah. saying the bar is set super high is all I'm saying. They'll be fine. I'm sure they'll, they'll figure it out. So, all right, regardless. <laughs> Sorry. So literally anything is possible. So why not Tony Fino just win this week? Like, listen, like, I, I don't know why he hasn't been mentioned other than the fact that he just is Tony Fino. He just doesn't win. But, like. Really good at Colonial. Great those comp courses I gave out. TD three numbers look great. Irons look great. Scramble looks great. Putting can be hit or miss. But no one's talking about it. He's 22. He's not even chalky in DFS either. Like, what's going on here? So, weird. He, like, I, can we disagree? He's going to win at some point. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Why not this week? So, I like him. You don't like the Sungjae M pick. I got a feeling about him. Like, again, like a guy who's just not as really talked about. I like... How some of the pieces are coming together with his game. Like, maybe this is the week. Who knows? And then, like, kind of in the same vein, it was like, I've seen guys just be horrific putters and they just randomly win. Like, I saw the Sergio 80 to 1 number. Okay. Former winner here. The ball straight numbers are awesome. And, like, it literally has been. He has shot himself in the f- foot on Friday the last few times he missed the cut. Yep. I don't know. That could get turned around. Um, I mentioned I was really high on Russell Knox earlier at 100 to 1. You know, like he's been good here. Like T to green has been pretty good. Like his putting has actually improved over the last three tournaments. Maybe that's rounding the form. And then I'm back on Doug Gibbon 125 to one. If he's not popular, like, like how fitting would it be? And there's a guy in the industry who continue. He's the Doug Gim. Well, I'm the Doug, real Doug Gim guy. Yeah, yeah. 
the, this the, guy stole the much more popular it. friend of ours from north of the border. Yes, he's yeah, he's he's the Canadian Duggan guy. Yeah. And he's a he's finally abandoned him. And how fitting would it be if this is the week Duggan wins? So, I mean, and sometimes that's just how golf is. Like, everybody gives up on you, and then you end up winning. So, I'm still a believer in Doug Gim. I didn't like the popularity a couple weeks ago. Now it's been two weeks. We don't know. Maybe he fixed the putter. We just don't know. So, I'm willing to give that shot at 125-1 with low popularity, low ownership. It's still really good ball striking numbers. So, those are the five I'm uh, giving out. Uh, I'm trying to not commit myself too much so I can live bet. Yeah. Probably Friday because things are going to be kind of crazy, like first couple days. So, um, yeah, and then I'll. Oh, we didn't talk about matchups at all. How did we skip those? I don't fucking know. Oh, all, right. <laughs> all right, we're gonna end on matchups. All right, we'll end on matchups then. All right, that's my bet. That's my 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 ADD went. For, I, so I went first round leader to the miscuts, and then my eyes just went left to the top of the page. Like, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, so matchups, I got Spieth over answer, uh, minus 140. And I tried to find some evens and some dogs, man. I feel like, whatever, man, I feel like, I, man, I fucking hate paying juice in a ma- in golf. Like, I fucking hate it. Like, because it's so goddamn erratic, and you had to sweat out a 12-shot lead. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, anything Unbelievable. Can fucking, anything can happen. So the last thing I want to do is fucking pay a buck 75 to win a hundred the last that's the last thing i want to do unless i have a great feeling about it and guess what it's thursday i haven't seen how these assholes are playing yet i'm gonna wait to lay that kind of juice over the weekend where i will happily do it because i'm cocky enough to think i know what they're gonna do um so burger over jt even okay billy ho over neiman plus 130 and then late ad Piercy over Rogers. Even Rogers is a fucking nightmare off the box, dude. I He's, love those pillow fights. By yeah, the way. dude, those are the best. Yeah, yeah, dude. And Rogers is a nightmare off the box. He's long as shit, but he has no idea where it's going. I think he's gonna get himself in trouble. Piercy's fine off the box, and he just can't scramble. I'll take. Uh, I'll take Piercy. Okay. All right. I I, I like those. Uh, I'm on a similar vein. I am sticking with my take about JT. Okay. And I found Jordan Spieth minus one ten over him. Okay. I feel okay. good about Spieth this week. I mean, even if JT kind of shows up, I think Spieth can still beat him on the leaderboard. Okay. Spieth is actually technically the underdog in that matchup. It's a book where it's minus 115 both ways. It's minus 110. So, good with that. Cool. Um, I took one and a half strokes of Pat Perez. Like I thought about just doing the money line plus 115, but the juice and the taking one and a half strokes is only minus 120. Oh, yeah, I'll take that all day. Yeah. I'll so give, I'll, me I'll, that. I'll, give me that. Absolutely. If, if it's low juice, I'm getting a stroke, stroke and a half over a tournament. I'm taking that. Oh, yes. Yeah. And then... Um, just continuing with just, I guess, hedging my foolish Monday bet. Um, I'm fading Charlie Hoffman in a matchup, and I have a feeling Brian Harmon's going to bounce back. And I, one thing I also kind of noticed with this, too, Brian Harmon's one, minus 125 over Hoffman, and I got a feeling people are just going to pound Hoffman on that. Yeah. He's so popular, and like that's that usually goes poorly. So I went the other way, and I went Harmon minus 125. All right. I like All it. Right. There you go. Anything else? That's it. All right. Well, listen, DJs, you know where to find us. Oh, actually, no, one more thing. Okay. Do we have to chime in on Bryson versus Brooks? Oh, yeah, sure. That's fine. Yeah, let's do that. That's fine. All right. What? Okay. So are you Team Brooks or Team Bryson? I actually think I'm I'm Team Brooks. (laughs) You've you've been trying dunking on him in a Slack channel, though. Yeah, so here's the deal. That kind of flipped it for me. Like, he was – so – he he was very bitchy about his knee in the crowd and the fucking like whatever like I hated that I fucking hated that, but 
I don't know. Bryson irritates me for some reason, and you can clearly tell he irritates some other people. And his just Bryce <laughs> Brooks not giving a fuck, and the, he wants to fight that dude. Like, there's no doubt in my mind he wants to fight that dude. He definitely does. I don't know. I just like I, I just think I I think I think Brooks. I don't know. Brooks seems uh, he's a frat douche too. I don't know. I guess I don't like either of them really that much. Like what they've turned into. I'd rather have a beer with fucking Brooks than Bryson. That's how I break it down. All right. Who would I rather have a beer with? Yeah, yeah. that's true. Oh, it's definitely Brooks. I I agree with you. He would make me laugh. Like like and he he he's just he, he just, I like his don't give a fuck level. Like he cusses. He doesn't care. Like his eye roll at the beginning because he had to give a fucking interview after he just came in second in a major. Like dude, I do not want to talk about whatever you want to talk about. Whole fucking four this or that. I'm pretty goddamn upset right now. You know what I mean? And then to top it off, his fucking the guy he hates the most walks by with metal spikes and inter- <laughs> interrupts the interview. I loved it. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. All right. So I'm on no team on this one. Okay. I hate, I hate, I, I, I don't like both guys here. Yeah. So let's start with Bryson. Okay. Bryson is, he's the nerd. Yeah. Who got muscles, but he has no idea how to talk trash or no. talk like smack. Like this, this like there, there was an article on ESPN.com about like their feud and just like Bryson just comes off as just like a total douchebag every time. Yes. Like it started off with Brooks called him out for slow play at TBC South when it comes. Oh, I remember. And he was right. And he's one hundred percent right. By the way, one hundred percent right. Yeah, he's just speaking the truth. Like it's nothing personal, but yeah, you're just slow. And then Bryson takes an exception to it. Comes up to his caddy at the at the putting green. So yeah, you tell your boss you talk to me, and then guess what? The boss came over and started you know chatting at him. Yeah. yeah. There was the Twitch stream where Bryson was playing Fortnite. And then he starts chatting about like Bryson, like with no abs and everything, and like, like what? Why are you picking a fight there? And then Brooks just dunked on him. That was great. I mean, it just seems like every time they've gotten like in a sparring match, like Bright Brooks can just comes over the top. And like, like I. So what did Bryson actually say? Did he just say like, oh, you should start on the right line? Like, no, he didn't say. Line? He didn't say anything. He said, I thought. I thought that's what they were saying. Nothing. He literally just walked by with his metal spikes. Are you sure? I am 99.9% sure. Okay. That it, that it was literally I just think, okay, the metal I spikes. I don't think that's still... <laughs> I guess I don't think that changed Brooks my who... take, though. Because now I'm going to shift to Brooks. Okay. I understand you don't like the guy. I totally get it. But your reputation is like the strongest mentally fit guy on t- tour. Yeah. And really, all it does is just like a dude you don't like with metal spikes walking by you to put you on tilt. It's true. That's not great. True. I don't like that. You couple that with his comments after. Yeah. I mean, listen, I'm, he's still family. I love him. <laughs> I will still continue to bet him. But again, it's just like continues my little trend of like, I don't really love like some of these things I'm seeing out of Brooks. Whatever, it's fucking great for golf. Golf. And by the way, did you see PGA fucking scrubbed it and took it down? I God, saw. No, God. you know what? I saw an article where they like embedded the tweet, and then it was just like video, like like video removed from like copyright. They scrubbed yeah. it. Like God forbid, PGA. And North Korea, North Korea PGA tour. Yeah. Dude, I mean, it's insane. And somebody put it on Twitter that like Tiger's winning putt had. 12 million views in like 48 hours and this already had like 
It was almost 10 in 24. Like, yeah. grow the fucking sport. This is what people want. The same thing with MLB started going after everybody. Uh, like, oh, you can't post this highlight of this awesome catch without permission. Like, just grow the fucking sport. Like, what are you doing? Like, it makes me so upset. Like, it, it's so dumb. Like, they can't get out of their own fucking way. It's so irritating. I mean, they scrubbed from the internet when John Rom like, threw his cat in on the bus at TVC Sawgrass and so dropped the F-bomb. So like, that was great television. You could yeah. see them talking about the shot, and you're just like, John, what are you doing? This is stupid. And the caddy's like, yeah, this is really stupid. Like, that was really compelling. Yeah. You think maybe you want to promote that? Like, you're all right, you know, like, you know, dissension in the team. Nope. Take no. it down. Yeah, exactly. It, it, I, every sport needs a great rivalry. Like, fine. If this is going to be Brooks and fucking him for now, fine. I guess what? We'll get more as it goes on. And that's going to be for drama for the Ryder Cup team. How's the U.S.? <laughs> How is poor fucking? Oh, I, oh I'm loving How, this. How are, they, how are they going to manage these fucking egos? Everybody's going to hate each other. It's like, the oh, it's going to be it's gonna be awesome. I'm, tell, I'm telling you. I know Listen, you man, say Ruth. Once again, I, I, no, no, I don't. let me finish. I know you say Ruth for the laundry, but I'm going to go down that list of U.S. Ryder Cup guys, and I'm going to say, do you like these guys? And you're like, eh, not really. Yeah. And well, I'm going to taint, taint, taint your view. You're not going to do it. I'm telling you right now, it's impossible. Impossible. Right. <laughs> like, like I, don't, I do not care. Well, you can't make some... If they were really like bad humans, then maybe. But like, whatever, man. Like, I'm rooting for the USA. That's it. That's what happens. Tell me it's you're root like, for Patrick Cantlay that week. Yeah, fuck yeah. Tell me you're root for Xander that week. Yep. Right, you're root for uh, I don't know JT if he keeps continues being whiny that week. Yeah, absolutely, it might be a light betting week for me. But you're root for, I, you're root for Daniel Berger that week. Yeah, oh, I have no problem with Berger. Whenever I, I, I have a shout on Berger. Like, you, you don't like Berger. Berger's fine. He's fine. Okay, fine. All right. Alright, whatever motherfuckers You know where to find me I'm on uh, Twitter, Boston underscore Capper You know where to find Steve Hiding in the Slack channel uh, Dropping knowledge in there He doesn't want to be part of the, the cesspool That we call social media uh, So good on him, bad on us But uh, yeah, come hit us up, man uh, Go to Steve's page uh, to Read all the articles And get the knowledge on that And then we can click on the uh, the Slack channel And get in there Yeah, man, so uh, listen uh, You know, listen. just because it's not a major week Doesn't mean there's money not to be made So let's go break those books